Welcome to the ASSP Safety Standards and Tech Pubs podcast, your source for expert insights on industry consensus standards and ASSP technical publications. I'm your host, Scott Fowler. Risk management is a crucial element of any successful safety and health program. However, with the many risks that organizations face on a daily basis, it can be difficult to know where to begin. ISO 31000 risk management guidelines are intended for use by anyone who manages risks as it covers all types of risk and is applicable to all types of organizations. The standard was updated in early 2018 to clarify the guidance to organizations in their risk-based decision-making. Joining me today to talk about ISO 31000 is Carrie Franzen. Carrie is the System-Wide Enterprise Risk Management Director at the University of California, where she provides her expertise to the university system in addressing and managing risks. She is also a member of the U.S. Technical Advisory Group for the ISO 31000 standard. Uh, Carrie, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure to be here, Scott. Glad to have you. Let's, uh, let's get started. So I thought we could start off our conversation by talking about the importance of having a risk-based mindset. In your LinkedIn profile description, it mentions advancing risk intelligence at the University of California, which I thought was a great way of describing the work that you do. So why is it so important for safety professionals in particular, but really people in any profession to be intelligent about risk and what steps can they take to help advance their own risk intelligence? Well, Scott, risk enters every decision in life, yet we don't usually think about it too much. The term risk intelligence conveys the benefits of taking a structured approach to risk and of moving risk management from a policing function to a more strategic resource that is central to decision making. For example, work environments can be dangerous, so we engineer controls to keep people safe. But that's not usually enough. It's best when people who are doing the activity think about the risks before they begin. Our job as safety and risk professionals is to support people with the resources and the expertise that empowers them to make risk intelligent decisions. So in this example, we can select and train people on a risk assessment tool that fits their job environment. Okay, great. Now, in terms of ISO 31000 itself and looking at the content of the standards and the requirements within it, how does the standard help organizations address the risks they face on a day-to-day basis? A great question. Um, The standard provides guidance on how existing risk management practices in your organization can be adapted and improved so that managing risk is consistent, efficient, and effective. ISO 31000 provides direction on how companies can integrate risk-based decision-making into their organization's governance, planning, management, reporting, and really their whole culture. Mm -hmm. Risk can have consequences in terms of economic performance and reputation, and as we know, as well as environmental safety and societal outcomes. Right. Mm -hmm. So managing risk effectively helps organizations perform well in an environment full of uncertainty. Okay. Now, with so many businesses out there, each trying to manage different types of risks, How can an organization, regardless of its size, best implement the standard or take the guidance it offers to help improve its risk assessment, risk management, and as such, its safety performance? Well, it is an open principles-based system, meaning that it enables organizations to apply the principles in the standard to any organizational context, whether you be an oil company or pharmaceuticals or, in my case, higher education. ISO 31000 provides a risk management framework that supports all the activities, including decision-making, across all levels of the organization. And its framework and processes can be integrated with safety management systems to ensure consistency and the effectiveness of management control across the organization. 
Okay, great. You mentioned about integrating ISO 31000 and risk management with safety management. I wonder if you could touch on that a little bit and just talk about the importance of integrating a risk management standard like ISO 31000 into an existing safety management system and how you know those two things work together. Right. So as safety professionals, you know, we have a specific focus, and that's making sure people are healthy and safe. But one of the difficult things that we face in an organization is where those priorities sit at the leadership level. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you're trying to get a culture of safety going, you're trying to get lab safety assessments going, you need more people, you need more resources, etc. But you can be blue in the face because leadership (laughs) doesn't understand how that's important to to what you're trying to get done. Right. But if, mm-hmm. you can, if you can set your safety goals in the context of the entire organization and you can show that the consequences and the impacts of not having these resources or not having the safety program in the context of all of the risks that leadership is faced with, and they can go, oh, wait, this is actually the most important thing. This is where I should be spending my money. Mm-hmm. Then that's, that's when you'll get the resources. So it pays for you to know where you fit in the entire organization and what the priorities are of leadership mm-hmm. so that instead of just advocating, you can really come in and give them, like, here's the big picture. I know we've got deferred maintenance, but we've got some good controls for that. But here's the workers' comp numbers. They've really been increasing and I see some disturbing trends. Mm-hmm. And so okay. if we get ahead of it and we spend some money, we will save money in the long run, that kind of thing. Okay. That's that's a really good point. I know in a lot of conversations I've had with safety professionals, that is such a, a huge part of, of the puzzle is effectively communicating to your executives about the impact that safety and risk are having on overall business performance and getting them to look at risk from your perspective and understanding how these, these safety risks are affecting the organization as a whole. Right. So I mentioned at the top that uh, ISO 31000 was updated in 2018 to make the document clear and more concise for users. So I wonder if you could speak a little to that for those who may be familiar with the 2009 version or who are new to the standard in general as to the key differences in the uh, 2018 update of the 31000 standard. Sure. So all ISO standards are reviewed every five years and then revised as if needed to ensure that they remain relevant. And the bones of it are really the same, with sections on principles, framework, and process. And the framework section now has clearer guidance on the elements needed to successfully integrate risk management into an organization. And the 2018 revision places a greater focus on creating and protecting value as the key driver of risk management. And it also includes the consideration of human and cultural factors, such as cognitive biases and things like that. And risk is now defined as the effect of uncertainty on objectives, which is doesn't really make a lot of sense until you unpack it. <laughs> so, right, the effect of uncertainty on objectives. So an, an objective is just anything that you're trying to get accomplished. Sure, right? okay. Uncertainty is kind of a fancy way of saying risk. It's just the unknown. So risk is the effect of, of the unknown on what you're trying to get done. Mm-hmm. So but we came up with that term, the effect of uncertainty on objectives. Okay. And so that really focuses on, um, on the effect of incomplete knowledge of the events or the circumstances on an organization's decision-making or actions. Okay. And that's basically the, that's, that's the gist of the changes. Mm-hmm. 
You, you talk the, the the unknown as another term for risk. Is that something you see as one one of the one of the challenges organizations face in effectively addressing risks across their organization is that there are so many unknowns and as I mentioned at the top they they don't really know where to begin. Organizations can be so complex and there's so many moving pieces that there, there's just so many unknowns they don't know where to begin to effectively address those risks. Well, risk management is really uh, part of governance and of management itself mm-hmm. because if. If you want to run the organization and oversee the organization in an effective way, you need to know what's coming. You need to know your external risks. You need to know your internal, your operational risks. You need to consider risks when you're making strategic decisions. And so it behooves an organization, if they want to be successful, to really have a process for looking at the risks across the organization so that they can be a little bit calmer when they make decisions about allocating resources mm-hmm. that's risk-based okay. so that they have some assurance that they're moving in the right direction. Okay. And that's where some something like 31,000 can come in to, to start to, to point them in the right direction, to give them some general guidance like, okay, we know you have a lot of risk to tackle, but here, here's, here's a good starting place. Yeah, so the principles and the framework and the processes, it just gives you a good overview of, of what good risk management looks like. There's also uh, the ISO team is working on a risk management implementation guide, which will be kind of a, a handbook that goes with the risk management standard. So the risk management standard is what good risk management looks like. And this guide will help you with the how to implement risk management and how to tailor it to your organization. Mm-hmm. So it has sections on leadership and commitment, how to get started, tailoring risk management to the organization, assessing your risk management effectiveness, and it'll have an appendix with some tools and case studies to really help you kind of get that uh, learning. Okay, great. Because I, I know in conversations with safety professionals, that's something else to come across. You know, you, you have a standard and some really great guidance, but in terms of taking that next step, that can, that can be its own challenge. That's you know, okay, how do I apply this to my organization specifically? So I think anytime you have those kind of case studies or implementation guidelines, those are always a terrific tool for how an organization can put it to practice with the specific conditions that they're facing. Yeah. It's for somebody who, who's like, okay, we want to do this, but now what? <laughs> right, so this, right. This guide will help with that, yeah. Okay, great. Uh, anything else you'd like to add about uh, risk management or ISO 31000? We have a saying at the University of California, and that is that everyone is a risk manager. And that really speaks to the goal of developing a risk management culture where employees and really all stakeholders are aware of the importance of monitoring and managing risk. And ISO 31000 provides guidance to anyone seeking to improve risk management in their organization because really failure to manage risks is inherently risking failure. <laughs> very well put. Okay, great. Uh, thank you very much again, Carrie, for joining me today and sharing your insights with our listeners. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome, Scott. This was my pleasure. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the ASSP Safety Standards and Tech Pubs podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect with us at ASSP.org and follow us on Twitter at ASSP Safety. We'll see you next time.